Hey everyone, Shad here. Uh, sorry there's been a lag between this podcast and the last one. Uh, it's been summertime, I've been trying to ride, uh, been trying to swim and, and work, so I haven't you know had much time to sit down and do these. Uh, but about a week ago it decided to just become November, I guess, all of a sudden here in Portland. So plenty of time to be inside and work on projects, so... Here I am. Um, as always, uh, the Snakebite podcast is brought to you over by the guys over at digbmx.com. And if you didn't know it, Dig now has their own app um, that you can go download. So head over to your app store, search Dig BMX, and download the app. Uh, there's tons of content on there. You can read through all their interviews, look through all their photo galleries, check out all the videos that are coming up through the day. Um, tons of stuff and you can still you can even listen to our podcast over there so you could look at a photo gallery while listening to the podcast so the app is awesome go download it Um, and you can still always subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes or listen to us on SoundCloud just search Dig BMX it'll come up and uh, I guess that's just more options for you guys to hear my voice um, this podcast, I sat down Nina Butrego. Um, I, I feel like I botch Nina's last name every time I say it, but I feel like Nina started an awakening in the late nineties, uh, showing the BMX world that girls, you know, wanted ride and, uh, they were here and they were ready to contribute to the scene. They, they were ready to put in work and, you know, they, they, they were ready just to be on the scene. Um, I talked to Nina about growing up in the Long Island area. Um, she grew up under some really influential writers and has a lot of awesome stories that go along with it. Um, I, we talked to her about all the places she's lived. I mean, she's lived from New York to Ohio to Austin and back again. So just talk to Nina about, you know, all the awesome things she's gotten to do, all of her traveling, um, you know, her thoughts on, you know, girls in BMX and, and, and just BMX in general. And we even brought up, uh, if some of you remember the, the gnarly brake lever injury she had way back in the day. So, uh, this was one of my favorite podcasts, honestly, I've, I've gotten to do, uh, Nina was so awesome to talk to. Uh, she can, she tells great stories and it, I, I was, I was super excited to just sit down and talk to her. So, Sit back, listen to the podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. All right. So when I first got here in Austin, you were... You, so, yeah, I want to talk about this. You were up in Canada. You were in Toronto. Um, filming for the new Triple X movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've never even seen the Triple X movie. What's the dude's name? Uh, what's the dude's name? The main dude in it? Uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Okay, so, you're all like <laughs> laughing about it. No, it's good. It's... It just doesn't seem real. It's kind of, like, crazy to, to think that that just happened. Like, Did you get to meet him? No. Okay, so he wasn't there. He already left when we got there. Yeah. To do a scene in the new Fast and Furious. I guess they're filming it in Cuba. Another Fast and Furious? I guess. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, some dude hit me up on Instagram, and I was like, 
what? This is some sort of joke? Like, this guy's like, hi, I'm a producer for the new Triple X. Oh, we're looking for a small cameo from young athletes like yourself. I was like, uh... <laughs> I'll send him a message. Who knows? Yeah. So I sent him a message. He called me up, and he's like, yeah, this is legit. Expedite your passport and uh, give us Danny Lightning Bolt's number, <laughs> and we want you two to be there. We saw that burrito on the Lightning Bolt video of you two, and yeah. we, we thought it'd be... Or actually... That's when he dropped this one on me. He was like, yeah, Vin Diesel and the director showed me this video of you guys and really thought it would be a good idea for you guys to come out. If you're oh, that's... So we were like, what? That's insane. How did they, how did they even see it? Like, yeah. that's so cool. Um, so yeah, so they flew us to Toronto, put us up in this really nice hotel, and we just... Do you guys take your bikes? We did, and we didn't know if they needed them for the scene. Like, literally, this all came together in a matter of, like, two days. It was okay. like, hey... How soon can you get your passport? Okay, here's your flight. We'll see you. And then, like, so it was this, this like, whirlwind thing that just, like, kind of just happened. And then all of a sudden, back to the daily grind. I get off the plane. I'm bartending an hour later. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what, what, were you guys just, like, hanging out in the background? Or were you supposed to be uh, certain characters? Or are you supposed to be yourself? We're supposed to be. I don't know if you can even tell me. Stuff. I don't even know. Yeah, uh, if I'm really allowed to talk about too much of it, but... Let's just say if you've seen any of the other Triple X movies and there's usually some sort of fun scene where there's like a, a montage of celebrity athletes, you know, yeah. I think like in the first one, I just put it on like the day before we I left to just to one, get yeah. a refresh and, you know, the guy goes to, you know, a party and then there's, who bumps into Matt Hoffman, Rick Thorne, Mike Vallely, yeah. Rooftop, you know, all these people, you just... Something similar like that. They're all hanging out at parties at the same time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what I guess you know. How you get the ball rolling the triple X, so you can have a way to blow stuff up and jump off of things. So. Were there any athletes up there that you recognize? Like, were yeah. there ones from other sports and stuff? Yeah, uh, Chad Curley was there. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, and then other sports that were super cool. This um, uh, pro snowboarder girl, Jamie Anderson. Okay. She was up there. Um, we kicked it with her for a while. She was super fun. Had a lot of neat stories about um, some projects she was working on, doing like backcountry snowboarding, yeah. like jumping out of the heli, and showing us what it's like to, you know, how you can die, how not to die on this Oh, mountain. yeah, no, and it gets intense like, up in the mountains. <laughs> we're just rolling around on little kids' bikes, but yeah, it's cool. Um, so we met her, then this Italian supermodel, or sorry, she's an international supermodel from Italy. Okay. Roberta Mancini, I think she, her name was. Um, okay. Anyway, she was really cool, very Italian. Didn't really get to engage too much language barriers. Like she couldn't speak English very well. She could, but I think she was just kind of like doing her own thing. Yeah, you know. And then we met. There was like some skateboarders. Uh, T.J. Rogers skates for Red Bull. Okay. Um, and let me see what else. Yeah, I don't know. That was pretty much it. We were just all of us were in a scene. There was a lot of people there, and then. Spent the one day shooting, and then it was time to come home. Did you guys get to even go see the city or anything? Oh, we so the first day we got there, we went to like a wardrobe thing, and then uh, this is where I feel super guilty because there's like a million people in Toronto. I wish I would have called or yeah, like I just didn't know. Like we were there for work, so I yeah, just, you know, you always feel guilty going somewhere where you know a million people. You feel like you should have hit up. Um, so anyway, we, that's kind of like my trip here to Austin. Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> it's so hard to you know. So this was a really rare thing, this whole project. But then going to Toronto when it's sunny out, yeah, it's like in the you know fifties, 
Beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful for up there. I've only ever been there when it's like you said, the yeah, snowy I've only tundra. Yeah, it's like super snowy. Yeah, so um, we just had that one day there, and uh, yeah, we pedaled around, got caught up in Kensington Market. There's like all these cool stores and tons of spots everywhere. Um, it was just a, I love Toronto. I didn't know I loved it so much till I actually got to spend a day there. You know? Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, it was awesome when it was like. I was freezing my balls off up there. I'm sure it would be awesome <laughs> in the summer. So yeah, yeah, and then they have like a lot, so many spots we didn't make it to. You know, they've got Joyride. They've got we on our way to the airport. We saw some dirt jump park like right along the way. Oh wow! We're like, what? Dang, this place is blowing up. Between that and all the ledges and everything everywhere, I was just like, oh my gosh, we have to come back. <laughs> so how long till that movie actually comes out? It's probably like a, what a year more. Uh, I'm guessing. Just, early 2017 oh that's crazy yeah movies that seems crazy that's awesome that the the uh that just that little short film you guys did because that just kind of came out of nowhere too yeah yeah and it's awesome that that just led to to that thing you know yeah that was a nice surprise too because like well the whole thing was we went for some there was a casting poster all over town yeah for a harley davidson catalog shoot thing and so everyone kind of was like yeah did you hear about this all right blah 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 so everyone that we know that has a motorcycle went out for this and um yeah then our friend autumn was like hey uh you guys got the job you and danny we're like what no way so then her um her friend ben that she works with he's he was the it was her him and her she's his assistant yeah um, we didn't know that he, we just thought he was like a badass photographer, but we didn't know he's like <laughs> cinematographer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he made this, he's like, Hey, you girls seem pretty rad. I'd love to shoot with you for a day or two. Just, yeah. I like what you're doing. So we're like, all right. So that just kind of came about. We didn't really think it was going to be, we didn't know what to think really. We had no expectations. We were just like, no, oh. it turned out awesome. Yeah. He blew us away. We were not expecting that. We definitely both were, like, so stoked that we were, like, crying and hugging each other. It was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, girl moments. <laughs> but Well, that's good. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's awesome. Just, like, those little things can just turn into... It, it, it just shows, like, you know, you can do the one little thing and it can turn into such yeah. bigger things and, and take you other places. I mean, your bike can take you so many good places, you know? Yeah, yeah. We thought it was funny going back to that Triple X thing. Everyone, all the other athletes there had like their agents like chilling next to them, like looking busy on the phone. And then there was us. They're like, "So how did you guys get this job?" And we were like, <laughs> "You like Instagram?" Instagram. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was. That was pretty funny. Like, kind of humbling too. Like, oh my god. Did Chad have? Does he have an agent? I, I, I there was some guy there. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, he's pretty. Chad's pretty big time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, earlier we were talking about like. I think most people think, I think most people think you're like from Austin. Uh, yeah, I get Ohio a lot. Because that's uh, where you lived right before here, right? Uh-huh. And Jersey. <laughs> but you're originally from Long Island. I'm from Long Island, yes. Despite popular belief, yes. I, I, I want to say when I met you, you had an accent, like more of an accent. Am, am I wrong? No, no. It's, it's, it comes out road rage moments, um. I definitely... Do you get road rage? I can't even see that. Oh my gosh. Your East Coast comes out? <laughs> uh, I feel like I have a few friends I should refer you to for that side of me. That... <laughs> That's You don't funny. really want to be in the car with me sometimes, but especially here in Austin, the driving is so bad. Oh my God. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. getting hectic down here. Oh yeah. 
Um, so yeah, you you grew up fully like you went to high school and everything and in, in yeah. Long Island. Where where uh, in Long Island? Are I you grew from? up in Port Washington. Okay, I have um, no idea where that's at, but I'm just okay. gonna roll uh, with it. Nassau County, North Shore. Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up there. Uh, both my parents they were remarried, um, so I'd visit my dad on the weekends. Yeah. And a lot of my mom's family, everyone's from in Queens too, so I would go over there and um, actually just from like going to shows and just being kids in the woods hanging out uh that's where i met darren meenan yeah darren yeah, darren's awesome darren, i love darren yeah he used to do man-made yeah yeah does the seven line which yeah, is like with the met stuff dude so badass yeah he's he i went on a mega tour with darren he, he's like dude it was like one of the funnest trips ever that one it was like a man-made trip and yeah he's such a good dude so yeah darren rules. so that's who kind of got you into bmx totally or? yeah i was like he's he was the homie out of all of our homies that would come out with his bike all the time yeah even if it was to see our friends band play or didn't matter where we were. Um, but I, he was in Port Washington with just his bike, just cruising down this hill. And I was like, Darren, what are yeah. you doing out here? I mean, I knew him from out there, you know, like where my dad was. And, uh, yeah, he's like, no, I'm going to some jumps out here. I'm like the trails are right down the street. I'm like, the trails. I, I live here. I should know if there's some sort of, yeah, like, yeah. something cool going on, you know? So, um, I was like, can I check it out? So I went over there and I saw people riding jumps and I thought that was the coolest thing ever I was like oh my god I'm, this is here like how, how, do, how can I do this how can I start like where do I sign up how and you, you guys were pretty young then weren't you yeah I mean I was just finishing high school oh so you're like 17 18 uh yeah mm-hmm and it took me till about like freshman year of college to really get a bike okay together but a what, lot was, of what it, was your first bike Actually, it belonged to that dude. Do you remember George K? George Castro? Yeah, no, I know, I know yeah. George. He was on that trip with us. Yeah. George is awesome. Totally. So I bought, well, he, he got a new bike for Christmas, so I got his S&M Dirt Bike Classic. With 20, a little gusset up front? Yeah, and 20, it was a 20 and a quarter. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. He gave me a frame and fork, and um, I still have it. It's in my mom's garage. Oh, that's she's, awesome. She's so mad. She's like, why do you have this? I'm like, oh, God, no, please. You're like, I can't yeah, get rid of this. I know. <laughs> But um, yeah, I remember it was red. It had the stickers were in yellow. It came with uh, standard two-piece strip bars, and yeah, uh, was, that's a pretty decent first bike. It was rad. Yeah. I, so did you just go out to the trails and just start trying, or did you uh, well, start cruising around with just the homies, or? Uh, so I think I went to Darren took me to the Union Skate Park, like Long Island just got a park way out east. Yeah, I know the name, but I can't put put a picture with it. It was, what it was blue, like, like with was yellow it the half walls. cement and half. Metal one? Uh, no, that's Greenport. Okay. But the Union Park, it was like an indoor park that opened. Um, like it was, it didn't last too long, but it got Long Island through a couple, you know, winters. But, yeah. Um, anyway, I went there for my first time, and I, I didn't have a bike, but I just like went. He's like, I just tagged along and wanted yeah. to see what it was, what was up. And we got there, and I think that's also when I met uh, Vic. Ayala. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he was the gnarliest looking dude in the park. Loud, pizza face, matted hair. And I was just like, well, that way, he'll probably give me a straight answer. Like, was Vic from Long Island? Yeah, Vic was from Long okay. Island, too. So, like, while I'm hanging out in these bleachers and I'm watching everyone do their thing in this park, I'm like, there's no girls. I want to know. Like, And, you know, I've been bugging Darren for a while about the bikes and everyone that is at the port trails, like, what's up with girls? Are there any girls that ride? They're like, yeah, there's some that race not really like do this stuff and I was yeah. like ah, I'm, I don't I want to believe you but I don't did no so, none of those I mean the only girl I really knew of that was like freestyle be, was like Chris Docci and none did they not know who Chris Docci was I mean I they, feel like they're a generation away from that you yeah know? yeah they no one really knew of any like I think um it was only later that like 
Brian Irochi, like he kind of r- raced and yeah. he's from Long Island. Like yeah. I've learned very quickly that on Long Island in the winters, everyone crams into the same park and yeah. I'm still new to the scene. So I was like, oh, okay, this is when everyone gets to see everyone that rides everything different, you know? And, yeah. Um, but he was like, yeah, there's a girl racer. I think her name's Jill or something like, I'm like so I'm like, wow. Okay. So I've was just it Jill Kittner? I asked, but I don't think it was because okay. this girl is from Long Island. Oh, okay. Okay. But anyway, I just kept hitting dead ends and I was like, they're they got to be kidding me that there's no girls that do this. This looks too fun. So uh, I asked Vic, and he just kind of laughed at me like, oh, God, here we go. A yeah. girl that wants to know if more girls ride. Oh, you want to ride? Get on my bike. And I'm like, oh, there's no brakes. He's like, you'll be fine. What do you want to learn? I was like, I don't know. He's like, have you ever dropped in? It's like, no. He's like, all right, come over here. Brings me to the three-foot quarter. Puts me. He's like, all right, just do this. Shows me how yeah. to drop in from the pegs. I got on his sketchy-ass bike and dropped in, and he was like, you did it. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, what's next? In the first, like, five minutes I met the guy, I learned, like, five new things. I was like, holy crap. And was that be- that's before you even really had your own bike rolling, right? Right, right. I had most of it, but I needed wheels and tires and things yeah. like that, you know? So um, it was, like, right after that, I was like, Darren, please, you got to know someone who's getting rid of some parts or something. So he finished helping me get my bike together, and then... I guess all the adventures started from there. Yeah. I mean, I think the first time I kind of heard about you, you know, and everything was smaller back then, so you'd have to wait for magazines or just zines or, you know, you know somebody back east and you get a small, like, local video or something. Mm-hmm. But I remember people talking about, you know, oh, there's a girl that's riding the city with a bunch of the guys and riding street and stuff. Yeah. Um, did you start making trips to, to the city and stuff back then? Yeah, that's what I thought was so cool, like... Uh, so Darren and those dudes, they rode trails and they travel a bunch. And I was like, whoa, you guys are going all the way to Ohio for a weekend? Like, that sounds crazy. How far is that actually? Is it like eight hours? Yeah, it's like eight hours. <laughs> but, you know, like when you're not, when you've never really like traveled outside of like where the local train is going to yeah, take yeah. you, you know, it's, that's when, I mean, besides on like a family trip, that was like a pretty big deal. Like, yeah. Especially because all of us were, you know, maybe only some of us had a car at that yeah. time. So, um, but yeah, that was that was definitely like uh, the beginning. So Vic, I had a pager. I remember that. I didn't have a <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's right there. <laughs> I just oh my god, <laughs> pager is right there. It's on the shelf. Oh my god, I never owned a pager. Really? No, my roommate had one because he sold weed. Um, <laughs> but I never had a pager. But I and I never even had a phone number thing. I would like, I I found my. I found a phone number thing, but I never carried with me. I think back in the day, I had like forty phone numbers, like memorized, like or more. You, you know, yeah. Like, oh yeah, Psh, this one. But I, ne- yeah, I never had a pager, but it seemed oh. like a cool thing to have, right? So uh, I got a, a, a page from from Vic, and uh, he's like, "Hey, we're going to Bethlehem." I'm like, "Where's that?" Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but we're gonna leave in the middle of the night and be so we can come back by tomorrow night. And I yeah, was yeah. Like, oh wow, okay. Um, okay, I guess I'll go. He's like, yeah, we got room in the car. I was like, all right, whatever, all right. Yeah. So, um, so uh, that was my, (laughs) this is funny, this is my first, like, road trip was with Vic. We went to Bethlehem to ride street, which later I found out was with, well, it was with Lucky and Butcher. Oh, wow, yeah, and that's like, and that would have been the time when they were still, like, I mean. Yeah, like, Lucky was on the yellow butt. Yeah, Lucky still is, like, you know, peak, you know, and everything, so. Yeah, yeah, so we're riding around Allentown, just, like, cruising around, and I'm learning how to bunny hop, and, like, they were so cool, they, like, they were like, oh, try this, you know, I've got, like, some of the best dudes 
at the time, not even knowing. And you and, and you and you didn't even know who they were, really. Not really. I mean, yeah. I was like, oh, it's the yellow bike dude. You know, I think I saw him transfer bikes in some video or picture or something. Yeah. You know, and it, um, prior to having a bike, like I would just kind of nerd out at Darren's and like try to watch all the videos and you know started reading the magazine so then like seeing him i kind of figured out who he was but i had no idea like the level of awesome yeah know? i mean those are two like iconic legends now <laughs> yeah. you know yeah totally so um that was pretty crazy somewhere i have to ha- i i got to find him my mom i i got like a lot of disposable camera pictures yeah, from yeah. Like, i think i even have some from that session so that's pretty cool oh, you have some from that session i think i do i just brought a disposable camera like everywhere oh, that's crazy when I was younger. so I, I gotta dig through the archives so it was just you and vic that went and rode with I them or was there some more other i think will talvin went with us one time too i don't know there was i heard will got a bike recently dang that'd be crazy yeah yeah um i don't know yeah that was the first time that it was just anyone from long island anyone that could go during the time frame when the phone rang yeah you could hop in the car do it so I was a little nervous at first because I really just met Vic at the park. Like I said, he was kind of an intimidating dude. Like, yeah. I don't know anything about him. I'm supposed to get in your car, you know. So I had, like, a set of ice grips and, like, try to dress. No, and you, did you... I just, I didn't know, man. I'm like, dude, what if he, like, cuts the wheel? I'm like, all right, today's your number. Your number's up. Dude. Oh, my you know, God. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm coming from New York, you know. Yeah, Street yeah. smart, so you got to, like, look out. So, um, yeah, I didn't even, like, tell my dad that's where I was going. I was just, like, I went... And I was like, uh, I'm going on a trip. I'll be back. I'll see you tomorrow. I might see our friends. Bye. And that was it. And I was like, oh, my God. I should probably tell some of my friends. So I told my girlfriends, you know, they're like, dang, you've been going on a lot of these trips, and you're always scared before you leave, and then you come back with, like, the coolest stories. They're like, well, we don't understand if you're scared why you would go. And I was like, because I have the best stories afterwards. Yeah. I'm living to tell. Because <laughs> that was kind of unheard of like, yeah. in our circle of friends, just, like, going on a trip with some people to some place you've never been. Like it's it just know. crazy how you just kind of just popped into like, like, a scene and a crew of dudes that you know just like, there were so awesome. You know, such a good scene at at that time. Like, yeah, what a cool time to have gotten into riding. I think Road Rules Five just came out. Like, it was like really holy crap. Like, no, what's, is this like? What, oh, is what, that two thousand three two or two thousand two thousand one? Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like right around then, and then like I. I don't, I figured out later in life why I think Vic always invited me to go ride with him. Yeah. Because whenever you like have someone that's really stoked and they're just starting out riding and then you show oh, them something a... and they, you kind of buzz off them like pulling it. And it's then, awesome. And they're just so stoked. So I think that was kind of what I did for Vic. So he brought me a lot of places and kind of like took me under his wing. So that was pretty cool. Um, but he, yeah, like I, I, yeah, so he took me a bunch of places, and then um, that was when he was going to Jersey and filming a bunch with, like... Um, was he on FBM by then? Yeah, yeah. So okay. So his FBM part, um, that was sick. And then... But that a lot of that was filmed up by my college. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, like, right down the street at the, at the university down the street. So that was... I don't know if I should blow up spots, but no, I'm kidding, you know. <laughs> no, anyone, yeah, that... Anyone could find it, but it was just fun that, like, that was a cool time of just, like... I thought everyone rode like Vic. I didn't know that that wasn't, like, normal, you know? Just, so you were just seeing Vic ride, and you're like, this is what everybody's riding, like, yeah. in the country. You didn't know, like, Vic's, like, this one-off, like... I just knew that it was so freaking hard. Like, yeah. I could barely... Like, I was just learning how to bunny hop, and I just felt so far behind, but I was like, ah, okay, were, try was, harder. Was Vic going in the city riding with Ed then? Um, A little bit, yeah. We'd meet up with him, but, like, at first, it was just, like, 
Vic is kind of like a loner. He'd go like when at like the most random times, like when you wouldn't expect to see anyone. Yeah. Out. So it'd be like midnight, and you'd be like, "Hey, we're going to ride." I'm like, "Oh, who's we?" And it'd be like, "Oh, me and Combs, or, you know, just some." Yeah, I know out. Combs too. Yeah. Yeah. So we he'd just pick me up, and we'd go ride in like the hours of the all hours of the night, and then um, that was it on weekends, you know. But no one knew. He was kind of like a ninja. He got in the city, rode everything he wanted to ride, no hassle. He's got so many. I mean, out, that's you know? half of his like thing is he so many people have like these ninja <laughs> mythological sto- stories you know like this guy would come in he'd do this stuff you know half people yeah. didn't even know his name in the city yeah. he'd do this stuff and he'd just dip out you know like yeah so yeah it's yeah that's crazy that's such a good time to come up um so you know like after a year or so you were you, you were starting to progress and stuff yeah yeah um and you kind of had your little crew. When did you... I mean, it feels like you just kept the traveling thing going, you know, like... Yeah, so I think one time... Well, actually, I got hurt pretty bad. A lot of people know about this. The brake lever and the thigh I thing. was going to bring up the brake lever. Yeah, that, so, and that was about that same time, wasn't it? Yeah, um, maybe it was like 2001. Did they run... Somebody, did one of the magazines run the x-ray of that thing? Yeah, I think it was BMX Action. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember seeing it, like... Dude, it's crazy. So even, yeah, fill people in on what happened. Because all right, so I just learned how to do like double peg stalls or something, right? On and a ledge or on a ramp? On a quarter. Okay. There was a concrete quarter out at Greenport, and I don't know. I just was like so psyched. We've been riding all day. <laughs> you know, you're out in the northeastern tip of Long Island. It's not really near anything, and I was just kind of worn out. And I went to do it. My back peg missed, mm-hmm. and then I just slid down the quarter. But like my bars turned, and I yeah. just all my weight. I just fell. Like on my handlebars, but not really. It was actually all my weight on my thigh. Yeah. Like on top of the brake lever. It was a Tech 77. Was it now? Was it a Tech 77 that still had the ball, or did somebody grind? You know how no. people grind the ball off. Right. That's what everyone was thinking. They're like, oh, it's probably because one of those. But yeah. It actually, yeah. was just an OG uncut. Okay. Like, I see. I always would have thought it would because when people would grind those down, they make them kind of sharp sometimes. Yeah. Well, this was just like some weird random act of. I don't know, but yeah. freak accident. So I fell, and then that thing was in there. We went to the local hospital. And it was like... It was stuck in there, but I'm, and everyone's like, pull it out. I was like, no way, man. So you did you take it off your bike? Yeah, we took it off the bike. Oh, my God. And then, but, it, I, you know, I watched, like, a lot of cartoons growing up, and it wasn't bleeding, but, so I was kind of scared to pull it out. Because like, you were scared it might start bleeding things. Yeah, crazy. and so they... The local hospital, we let, they had to like wake the doctor up and wait for him to come to the hospital. It was that small of a town. And then he's like, whoa, yeah, we got to send you to the university hospital. So another two hours later. So did the lever, I mean, it was like way in there? It was against my femur. So they were what? worried that it went through my femoral artery, which you can bleed out in a matter of minutes. If, yeah. You know, so then I was like, whoa, good thing I didn't pull this out. So then they end up pulling it out. And it's fine. It just like like went around the curve of the lever itself. Oh my god! Like, just didn't hit the artery. So that kind of sucked. They just left this hole in there in my thigh, and I had to like clean it out for a couple weeks, and felt like I had a dead leg for a month. So but, they didn't stitch it up or anything? No. Something. Did they have like the 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 cotton swabs and stuff? Oh like, god! Yeah, it was horrible. My college roommates still never forget me. I'm pretty sure <laughs> just having to clean that out. Or, oh, I've had one. You know, this thing I use, I have this gnarly scar on my shin. From like a flesh-eating bacteria, and I used to have to take these Q-tips that were like really long oh, and stick it under the skin flaps and pull all this Ew. infection out every morning. It was pretty disgusting. So. Oh my gosh! Well, so the brake lever thing. Well, I remember like while I was all like 
had a I had a hard time walking for a while. Yeah, because you felt like you had a dead leg. Yeah, I had a dead leg for like a month, but uh, Vic was going to um, ride Changa. Yeah. And was like, well, there's room in the car if you want to go. And I was like, all right, sweet. So I hopped in. It was like on a weekend or something, and a bunch of people from Long Island, we all went out there. And I had never been to Changa before. I was kind of bumming because it's my first time going to this legendary place yeah. without my bike. But I just got to chill on the ramps, and I just hate watching. I'd rather ride. But, in the, you know, especially when you're hurt and you're just kind of boohoo, like, uh. So I get there, and what a show. I mean, Changa was all that and a bag of chips. Yeah, it I was guess amazing back then. such a cool spot. You're in this old, ratty supermarket with, That like, spot that, 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 we stayed in the hotel across the street. Oh, God. <laughs> that, it, it was, it was a wild little scene. Definitely. Every time I went out there, it was just really nuts, but. So then I had a really good time. I was like, I got to come back here as soon as I'm riding again. And so then as soon as I think I got a car not too long after that. Yeah. And that's when the road trip started. I think Vic moved up to Binghamton. Yeah. And then because uh, we had road trip there a bunch. And so I think he was living with Crandall. And so I was just driving there. And anytime I could get anyone to like pitch in for gas money and go out to Changa. How far of a drive is that from Long Island? That was a good eight and a half hours. So that was fun, though. I mean, we did a lot of trips and just around the tri-state area, always going to Jersey, Hackettstown, the late night session. I mean, Hackettstown, the one that Park Tizio used to ride all the time. Yes. Okay. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, that was. Cool. And would you, when you go to those places, would you see like, you know, would you see like Tizio and dudes like that yeah. riding? That who'd you see? Who was riding? Who were kind of yeah, locals at uh, Changa at that time? Uh, well, at Changa. It was Carrie Sayer, yep. Anthony Psycho, um, Jason Purse. Um, there's so many people. Uh, Jake Finley. Okay. Um, there's so many badass locals out there. Like, and Pat Schrader, of course. Yeah. Like, he was. I met him on one of my trips to Binghamton. He was at Crandall's house, and we became friends. And then anytime he ended up moving like across down the street from Changa, I was like, hey, if you you guys are ever passing through, you can crash at my place. So. Yeah. And go pretty much ended up moving into his basement at one point. Oh, and really? So, yeah, once I finished college, um, that was, like, how I ended up out there. I just, like, um, actually, I was dating someone, and we bought a house, like, down the street. You bought a house? Yeah, we saved up a bunch of money. You know, it's easy to make a lot of money in New York, and if you go someplace like Ohio, you can get a house. I'm sure in that cheap. in that area, it was, at, it was probably fairly cheap. Yeah, you can get a house for under 100 Gs for, you know, with, like, an acre of land for less than a hundred thousand dollars so imagine your down payment and your mortgage is like 600 a month you know oh, for two crazy. people it's nuts but um <clears throat> so that didn't really work that wasn't a long time long term thing you know yeah. you live and learn but uh changa changa was sweet um living in the midwest figuring out you can drive like six hours any direction go someplace new every weekend i mean i had a really good time out there yeah yeah and did you live there kind of tell the demise of changa uh, for the most part, I stayed a couple years, 2003 till, oh, literally a couple years, so like 2005, and then, um, I moved to Texas, my friend Adrian. I don't know, I went on a little trip with her, she was another girl rider I met in Texas. Yeah. And she was living in Arlington and had a room open, or actually it was her room, I had to share a room with her for a couple months, that was super fun. Um, so that was, be, but that's, but then... Is this still before you worked at Ray's? Yeah. This is okay, see, I, I never know you lived down here before that. Yeah, so uh, I moved in with her for like a couple of months, 
we had some adventures. It was like right and she, after. And she rode too. She rode too. So um, it was like right after Katrina happened. So um, we lived in this apartment complex where all these like Katrina refugees were, and it was like a lot. Oh, that was probably intense. It was pretty heavy. I mean, it was pretty much like a live episode of Cops every night. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I gotta get out of here. So she um, ended up moving to New York, to Binghamton of all places. I was like, you've never lived outside of Texas. Are you sure that's where you want to go? She's like, no, people are awesome. I'm going. I was like, all right. So she went up there, and then I moved to Pittsburgh. I moved in with Stacy. My- yeah, so real slow. I want to slow down a sec. So <laughs> when, because I mean, in the beginning of this, you, you were like wanting to find girl writers, and it seems like, you know, now oh, yeah. that you're starting to run into girl writers. Who were, who was like the first real girl freestyler that or, you know, anything real BMXer that you came across that you were like, this girl and I, you know, I found someone that I can relate to, you know? Yeah. I have um, a guess who it is. <laughs> you want to hear my guess? Aaron Donato? Yes. Boom, I knew I was right. I'm glad you, yeah. Okay, I could bring this name up all day, but a lot of the girl riders now, it's still way before their time. She's pretty OG, you know? Yeah, for sure. She was like one of the first, you know, I met her in Jersey. I think she came to New York one time and we cruised Is around. she older than you? Uh, we're pretty close in age. Okay. She's just a little older, but not much. Um, but yeah, she was the first girl. I mean, I saw a picture of her in the magazine and I was stoked. And for everybody listening that doesn't know who Erin Donato is, she was like sponsored by Standard for flat landing in the late nineties. Was it late nineties or early two thousands? Uh, late nineties or early two thousands. Yeah. I think Standard Country 99. She's got a full part, right? She's got a full part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was awesome. So I met her. She was the first girl I rode, but I mean, she was mostly riding flatland and I was just kind of trying to ride everything and yeah. whoever I was riding with, I just tried to just ride wherever. And, uh, then we started going to Jersey a bunch, uh, to ride some of the indoor parks there. Uh, the incline club had opened Yeah. and, um, George Hornig. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, um, he was kind of like. He had a friend, a younger girl that was a gymnast that, that, you know, the other half of the building that the incline club was in was also a gymnasium for like, you know, a gym, a gym camp, gymnastics camp. So, um, this girl kept sneaking over and borrowing people's bikes, trying to get some runs in and figure out how to do this. And it was Stacy Mulligan who, um, Vic hit me up one day and he's like, yo, Nina, I found you a girl to ride with. I was like, no (laughs) way. I'm like, great. It's going to be like. Vinny in a wig or something, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going to get there and it's going to be the ultimate disappointment, but whatever. And then I get there and there's this girl in like a leotard and booty shorts, like, Hey, I'm like, is this for real? <laughs> I've got like full warrior gear on like hard cap, rector, fat boy, knee pads, yeah. like, all this stuff. And I'm just like, well, all right. Did she have this. a bike by then? Um, George pretty much built her up a bike that was like his spare bike and oh, then that's been yeah, so, so that was so heavy probably back then oh, probably yeah, it, like was, an old it, was or... it was a two-hip pork okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> he gave her the chromoly pork so like yeah. no one could move it yeah um so anyway so we hit it off instantly like we i thought that was so cool because here we are like Really, like, like a blind date, you know? Like, yeah. oh, man, like, I don't know. I guess it would kind of feel like a blind date, huh? You know, like, because I'm like, I don't know you. You're younger than me. Like, are you going to be annoying? Like, what's the deal? What's with your outfit? Like, first off, let's talk about that, you know? And But it was it was really cool. Um, I think she, when she turned, she was, like, 15 at the time, I think. And I was a couple years older. So then I think when she turned 17, she was able to drive. And that was, like, when uh, not too long after... 
Kim from Women of Freestyle. Yeah. We had a jam at her local park, um, like, the following year. And then the year after that, she's like, let's have one in Indiana. And I was like, whoa, okay. So uh, I picked Stacy up. Her mom was, like, a big deal to let her, like, go on a road trip yeah. with no adults. But she, like, her mom trusted me. So I picked her up in the middle of the night. And I remember we're, we're driving... I think we were we were supposed to stop in York, Pennsylvania, and pick up some other girl we never met. Yeah, um, this girl Alyssa Shoemaker. Okay. Uh, this is really a cool time, like I said, to get into. Well, that whole early women of freestyle site that was kind of like before social media, before like the internet was really big. You know, like it, I don't know, it's just like how do you even get a hold of these people? You know, yeah, pen pals. So I remember waking up and. I mean, it was before MySpace, really, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Definitely. So I remember I she woke she woke me up in the middle of the night. We're at a gas station, and Stacy I forgot is from Jersey. And yeah, didn't know how to pump gas. No, we're like that in Oregon too. Yeah, I had, had no idea. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, how do you even get a license? You you don't know how to pump gas." Every time I go to Washington, I just sit in my car and go, "Oh, I gotta get out and pump Dude, my I gas." I felt so bad, but it was awesome. That was like another like bonding moment for us. I had to teach her how to pump gas. Then we go on this trip. We're getting lost in the woods of York, Pennsylvania, trying to pick up this other chick, and then. We go to Changa, and then uh, we make our way to the Pitt Skate Park in Rockford oh, yeah. or something. I, I don't know what year that was, but either way, we did some fun trips, and Stace, over the years, like, definitely became, like, my new favorite riding buddy, and yeah, kind of rode less and less with Vic. I think he kind of trailed off around then. I think like, he was kind of Yeah, I feel out. like he kind of stepped started stepping away then. Yeah, yeah. So it's it sad to lose touch with him, but it's really exciting whenever we do, like cross paths I'm like wow what the heck's going yeah. on <laughs> I remember I stopped at Animal one time when I was road tripping home and I was like let me just try a shot in the dark and hit him up and see if I can like bring him anything to finish building a bike up or something you yeah know? I was like dude because someone said that he has a frame he still had his his uh S&M LAF yeah and I was like I wonder if all he needs is like tires or grips or some stupid excuse so I hit him up he's like yeah he's like I think that might be all I need so I was like Ralph do, 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 do. Like you, yeah. I'm going there. I'm just gonna like he gave me an address. I'm gonna bring the stuff there. Like no waiting or excuses with shipping. Like I'm just gonna go there and like see if he builds his bike up. You know. So I went and he didn't build his bike up, <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely like did a manual to tail lip on Jessica's bike. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> like, crazy. Just want to see if I could do something real quick. And just yeah. Did that and I was like, when was the last time you touched your bike? It was like months, maybe years, even more. Yeah, he's yeah. so good. So, um. And you brought up Ralph and stuff. I mean, you kind of know that whole kind of OG animal Dude. crew. You were kind of around with the beginning of that too, right? Yeah. I mean, you were around. You you were riding with some of those guys then. Yeah, and I didn't even realize like how, like I said, I got in at a really cool time, and like the tri-state area is so big yet so small. You know. Yeah. Like, winters, you kind of run into everyone at some point at one park or one jam or and another. You run into those dudes at Hackettstown. Yeah, the late night sesh there. I mean, I see everyone. George D. Grimaldo, uh, everyone. And then when it got nice out in the summer, you know, you'd be cruising around at night. You know, if you, everyone would meet up at Union Square yeah. to go ride. And that just. And that, and that New York scene then was just, I mean, it was it was rolling, I feel like, you know. Yeah, it was. The banks, were the banks still going? The banks were still going. Um, everyone and every, anyone and everyone that came through, I think if you just went to Union, you'd find kids to ride with and you'd yeah. just go shred. Um, that was super fun. I think one of my favorite. Memories was like the best and worst night ever. Um, 
was it uh, Ratboy and Els and Gons came through. Oh, that's a wild and, crew right yeah, there. Yeah, and everyone was like somehow busy, but I had the day off, and so I got to like show these dudes around New York. And uh, I remember that night I feebled the pace ledge, which was awesome. It was one of those ledges that like huge drop off. Yeah. And like then. I think I also learned, uh, Rap Boy taught me ice picks at the Chinatown Banks. Yeah. I was so psyched. And then... I was, the like, little brick ones with the signs? The cobblestone ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then, what else? I, I feel, oh yeah, I learned 180s and I think my cranks were loose or something and I did a 180 at Union and my foot blew off and I broke my ankle. What? Yeah. That so, night with that, them? That night with them. And I was so bummed because I was like, this was like the most, the craziest day ever. Like, I remember like watching Gons at the small banks at the Brooklyn Banks. Yeah. Like, trying to like do like a 90 drop into fakie off of like the top of the wall on the yeah. small banks. I was just like, dude, I've seen so much crazy stuff today. Like, and now it has to end like this. <laughs> I was so bummed. But... That was, like, full throttle times, you know? Like, every night we'd be out riding, and I was in college at the time, so I had, like, dang, I think I was averaging about 20 credit hours a semester. That's a lot. I had my own radio show. I had an internship in Midtown, and, like, that was my excuse to, like, go ride. the busiest human being alive. (laughs) It's nuts. Looking back, I don't know how I did it all, but I still keep very busy, but... yeah. um, that's just like a whole other level of busy. <laughs> I felt like if I just stuck with it, I wouldn't know anything different and I could just handle it. So I think maybe breaking my ankle was kind of a good way for me to like slow down for a minute. Yeah, yeah. But that was a really heavy time. All in the same like month and a half, there was that. Broke my ankle, had to get surgery. And then, you know, 9-11 happened and then Tizio went on us. It was just like such a heavy time. I was yeah. like, oh my God. I mean, I mean, How living in Oregon, this, you know, with like nine eleven, like you know, I think it was. It, I mean, it was obviously heavy for the whole country, but living, you know, miles away from that, I mean, that had to just been like the gnarliest trip ever, you it, know. Yeah, dude, it was the yeah. Everything was just. Was your ankle broken when that happened? So you were just like chilling at home. Yeah, I was at my college dorm, uh, looking out the window, like looking at the smoke. Oh my, wow! Yeah, my roommate. This, I mean, I lived in this you know, college, they're just like, here's a room, live together, you don't know your roommate sometimes, yeah. at the dorm anyway, and uh, this roommate, we called her Pink, She everything she owned and wore was pink, she's, anytime any like, rider homies came over, she'd always come over, knock on the door in her underwear and be like, do I look fat, <laughs> you oh know, my oh my gosh, like really, anyway, she was just a piece of work, and she's banging on my door, and I happened to know that it was her birthday, and I was like, what, happy birthday, go away, <laughs> And she's like, no, you open the window. I'm like, what? And she's like, look out the window. So I look out the window, and that's when I saw what was going on. I was like, what? Wait, what? And then that's when everything, like the TV, we tried, everyone was trying to use their phones, and the phone would work. And Were you guys' TVs even working out there? Uh, the TVs worked, but we didn't have TVs like, yeah. in our room. So like, I'm on crutches, and so I'm like trying to get across campus to like get to go see what the heck's going on. And... I had the radio, I had like a little transistor radio, yeah. you know, and so um, tuned in and was just like, holy crap, this is insane. So, um, yeah, that was just like a really heavy time. It was like, I don't even know, I can't even explain it. Yeah. It's just like, you want to know if your family's all right. You know, my dad's an iron worker in Manhattan. My stepdad was a cop on the job out there. Like so many other friends and family and we used to meet at world trade center well there's the good rails that were out front yeah well there yeah that's i used to meet vic and we'd meet up with like the dudes from jersey they take the path train over and there was a ledge that wasn't actually pink 
but we called it the Pink Ledge. Yeah. And so we'd meet there. That was at the bottom of one of the towers, but it was across from those Brooks Brothers rails, those gold rails. Yeah, that's the ones. The ones I, uh, I remember somebody had a bunch of clips on those things. Yeah, George. Oh, King, I think Will Tobin did a bunch. Will, yeah, yeah, like all those guys. And then there's a bunch of skate videos and all that. But yeah, that was such a crazy time. I don't know. I feel really lucky to have gotten into it, but that was just heavy to think that like all those security guards and everyone that like kicked us out of there all the time, yeah. like, they were probably toasted too. So it was just like. Yeah. This is insane. So that was all before you moved down to Texas. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then when, kind of jumping back forward since we're jumping around, but it's fine. Who cares? Uh, but your, uh, your homegirl's moving up to Binghamton. Oh, yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. So uh, I didn't really want to stay in the Dallas area. It was cool. There was lots of parks, but um, I ended up moving to Pittsburgh. My friend yeah. Stacy, you know, we both lived in Cleveland at the same time and then she went to she went to study abroad in Spain and yeah. kind of just stayed there for a couple of years so I lost touch with her but then she came back to finish school in Pittsburgh somehow passing by that part of town a bunch I never actually stopped in Pittsburgh so but Stacy was there so that was kind of a good enough excuse for me to go I just packed up my car and drove to Pittsburgh oh, first, wow. first time ever and you just went for just it just went for it and I moved there, like, right in the winter when no one really rides. It's cold there. It's cold, and I didn't really drink much before that, but there was dollar yingling beer everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. It was a college town. <laughs> I, let's just say I partied a little, a lot, and, like, enough to make me not want to ever do it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but it was it was cool. And then finally the sun came out, and I realized how fun Pittsburgh really was. And Yeah. Um, that's when I, there was another really cool crew of people to ride with, um, a lot of the Florida dudes, like Mulville, mm-hmm. and then they come up from Florida in the summer, and then in the winter. And ride the trails, right? Yeah, and then everyone from Pittsburgh, those riders were all like road trip down to Florida, so it was kind of like this cool back and forth, back and forth thing. Um, so I got to ride with like, I guess you could say like the band crews and Welcome to Pittsburgh people, and um, I met some more girl riders out in Pittsburgh. And oh, cool! They kept building more parks, and the Patosny brothers, like. I think everyone at some point worked for their family's business, yeah. <laughs> you know, at one of the stadiums. So that was super fun. And then Stacy was moving back to Spain, so I was like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna move back to Cleveland because Rays had opened." Yeah. And yeah, I, I remember thought, going to Rays once, and I was surprised to see you. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, Nina's here!" <laughs> yeah. You and you work there. Yeah. So I've been going out there a bunch. Um, from Pittsburgh for the so, winter for winter sessions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was just tough because if the Steelers are playing, you can't get anyone to like do anything in Pittsburgh on the yeah. weekend. You know, it's like it's. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm gonna roll out of here. So I I moved to Cleveland again, and um, that was awesome. Uh, I had a really good time. I started working at Rays. Started working also, which is seasonal. You know, like they close. Yeah, they close in the summer. They close in the summer, so I had to get another job, and I made friends with this guy paul who opened a bar called now that's class it's a pretty big music venue okay um now it's a pretty big music it's probably the best like dive bar you'll ever visit yeah they should probably be called like paul's playhouse or something there's like ramps in it (laughs) there's a basement you can have a basement show they spray painted the basement gold you know like (laughs) for the you know just because they can yeah um But I have so many stories from working there. I worked at the Westside Market at a tamale stand. I did whatever <laughs> I could just to like stay busy and be able to like afford more trips. Yeah, because I mean, this I mean, all that working is just so you can fund more trips and 
Yeah. You know, and I mean, it seems like a lot of the BMX stuff that keeps you going is trips just from like day one, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like an addiction. So, you, you know, a passion, something that you just want to put all your your efforts into. And something I learned just from like every all the customers, you know, as a bartender, you know, like they come in on their lunch breaks and they're so stuck in their daily grind. And yeah. they're like, so wait, where did you go? You went to Paris? What? You know, like they're like, oh, yeah, like on your bike, what did you do? You know, like they're all expecting I went to some like, you know, I hung out at museums and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I rode my bike all over them. You know? Like I got in a fight when I was in Paris. <laughs> yeah. Um, so even like about, the, I mean, a little bit probably before Ray's or maybe in a years before that i mean you were starting to get recognition and i think you were starting to get flowed some parts you know like yeah. were you riding for dk and a few people at that time uh let's see i mean how did how did kind of you know you getting hooked up start coming around um let's see i feel like maybe it was like my first contest i ever went to at malali yeah they had like a king of new york thing and i went and like, it was all the same homies, and I think that's when, like, Ralph hooked me up with, like, I think I got some pegs yeah. or something, and I was like, whoa, 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 let me give you money for these, you know, like, I'm not trying to just get free stuff, and yeah. nah, I, I, he's like, no, no, like, we got these, just keep doing what you do, and I'm like, what, like, this is insane, okay, like, but I, I don't know, I just always kind of felt weird about that, the hookup part, you know, like, where you get free stuff, because... I'm like, man, these are like rider run companies. I see what goes into it. I always want to support, you know. Yeah. And I just was like, oh my god, I gotta make this count, you know. So I grind everything, you know. Yeah. So that largely might still be why I love, you know, doing a lot of grinds, I guess. Well, I mean, that's. Um, but, I think that's a lot of the time. A lot of people. One of the first things I heard about you is like, there's this girl that does handrails, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a little while. Oh, hurts. Hey, to, hey, it's been a little while for me since not I did a breakout. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think then I started kind of trying to make my way to contests. I remember taking, I went to the Roots Jam a couple times. Yeah. I took the bus with some kids from Union. Oh my God. You know, God. that was pretty brutal. And then I remember the animal dudes were like, you can ride back with us. Like, we have a van. You can just come in the van yeah. with us. I was like, really? Thanks. <laughs> so, you know, I got to ride back and those guys were always looking out for me, you know? And then, um, I started the contest thing. Like I remember it being like the best like exciting exciting on the way there thing and then i'd get in there and everyone's so hard on yourself i'd like forget how to ride a bike oh and, that's everybody you know, i mean that's not everybody's contest but i think that's nine out of ten people with a contest you yeah know? yeah so it was a learning experience but i kind of liked how humbling it was and you know you're kind of you just whatever's in front of you you know those things are so nuts the am class would sell out in you know a few oh, minutes yeah. so you'd only get so much time on the course you'd be getting cut off left and right like good luck you know and were you competing against the guys and stuff then too i was yeah, yeah. so every year i went i try to you know i never somehow i never got last place but i always try to make sure i moved up a yeah. little just personally and then i started making my way to like canada for the metro jams yeah that was when stacy and i started traveling to contests i don't think she'd been in one yet and so i remember very distinctly because i was in college and i had to like pretend to go to the bathroom but really ran into the college radio station where there was two phone lines trying to call canada to get our names into the am class oh that's awesome because it would sell out like britney spears tickets you know no i mean the, i mean really in the early 2000s i mean the contests that were rolling then were were they were heavy yeah they were super heavy and yeah those metro jams they were such a big contest i mean i remember the the vancouver ones i mean 
people in Portland would be trying to call and get on the list, and you keep calling, and yeah, oh, the list is full, and people would be losing their mind. Yeah, like how is that possible? Like, oh my god. So anyway, I started going up to the Metro Jams, and I love those courses. I was like, oh my gosh, every year I'd like set a new goal for myself, to something to try, at least know that I like went for it. Yeah. And uh, I remember meeting Jay Miron for the first time. I was like so stoked. Yeah, that, yeah. Jay was one of the first people that started helping you out too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was funny because he was kind of always, he's like, oh, girls can't ride bikes. And I'm like, dude, shut up. I'm going to kill you. You know? Like, but Jay's like, he's like the nicest dude, but he's like the hardest dude at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it was just funny because it always like got me fired up. I was like, what'd you say? I was like, all right, that's it. I'm going to go grind down this hand around yeah. and see what you say then, huh? You know, like, I don't know. He always brought out a competitive side of me, which was funny. Because that's not normally who I am, but, um, so, then he, I think one year, the year I credit carded myself on that kink trail or whatever, he's like, all right, talk to the dudes, we want to, we want to have you aboard and ride the team, you know, if you want to, yeah. if you want to, um, ride for McNeil and be on the team and we'll get, um, you know, like, get the ball rolling, you can, I was like, well, I'm down as long as you can let me have a girls class in Vancouver or someplace, you yeah. know, like I was thinking he would just say, cool at Toronto, we'll make it happen then. But he's like, all right, the next one's coming up this summer. It's in Vancouver. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. How am I going to get a hold of everyone? I got to make sure these girls can make it to Vancouver. Half of them I've never met. Hopefully yeah. they'll just make it. I remember that girls class cause I was up there and I think, whew, what was Carrie that lived in Oregon, this girl Carrie. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was really good back then. I haven't seen her for years. I think she moved away. Carrie Olandis. Yeah. Yeah. She she did like wall ride to grind at that contest on on the bank to wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did that on the yeah. That was awesome. She, yeah, she came out and lived with me in Ohio for a little bit. Oh really? Yeah, like when I lived next to Changa, pretty much, and then uh, we lost touch. But then. She made it out for the... She's back in California is what's yeah. going on, but she still rides a little bit. Oh, that's awesome. She's, she was awesome. Yeah. She, she used to live in ta- talent. in talent and would just kill that skate park. Dude, if you Google pictures for the talent skate park, yeah. she's on that page. Oh, really? Yeah, like there's a picture of her riding. And I was like, to... oh my God, this is so cool. Yeah, I remember, I think that was the only girl that was super close to us that was going up. But yeah, I mean, so that was kind of the... I mean... I don't honestly recall a girls' class at any BMX contest before that. I mean, I know there was girl riders going back oh. to the 80s, but... Actually, wait. There was one in 2004, Jamie Bestwick's Good Times contest. Okay. Okay, that was at the Flow in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Um, I remember that was his second year, and I think final year doing the Good Times contest, but we'd met Jamie out at Woodward in like 2003. Yeah. And uh, he was really stoked on Stacy and like, just out like, yo, you girls are doing this. This is awesome. I've been riding for a while. This is finally, I'm starting to see girls like yeah. go for it. So he gave us the opportunity to ride and we got almost 20 girls to come out. That's awesome. Sam Lyons was there. Um, Corey Coffey, uh, Anita. We had girls from like California, uh, Colorado, Pennsylvania, everywhere. And that was super good. Um, and then, yeah, and then after that, the next only big thing coming up besides, like, the WAF jams every year would be just to, I think, yeah, Metro Jam, that was it. Like, yeah. Oh, my God, so we did that for, like, two years, and then that was it for Metro Jam. Yeah. And then, I mean, Metro Jams went hard for, like, four, five years, and then... Yeah, Miron always did some amazing events, man. He went all out. But, um, yeah, then the Toronto Jam, um, some other people took it over. 
Yeah, just like I think it's just called a Toronto Jam now. Yeah, and yeah. they've ran a girls' class every year, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So that's still going strong, but I kind of, I think, I think one year, last year I went, my like foot went through the deck in the course. It was kind of sketchy. I was oh, wow. like, whoa. Uh, I don't know. I'm moving pretty far away. I think I'm good on like going to this contest. I'm gonna just kind of yeah. probably move to Texas and see what's going on down there. It's a lot, a lot harder to just you know. When I lived in the Midwest, you could drive to Toronto and. A few oh, yeah. hours now, it's like a couple of days worth of driving from here, yeah. so it's kind of good on going there, but I'm always cheering the girls on, so it's cool to see what's what's. Well, popping. yeah, there's so many now. Yeah, That's yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we're back to, people thought you lived in Austin, but we've <laughs> obviously covered that you're not from Austin, no. but now, I mean, at that time, what did you just move down to Austin because the scene was rolling pretty hard then? Uh, let's see, so... I'm in Cleveland working at Ray's, working at this bar, a tamale stand, and <laughs> like there's like all this stuff happening. Um, my friend Maud, do you, do you remember a girl rider named Maud? Bigly, yeah. Okay, well she was from uh, Montreal and she had been staying with me and uh, in Cleveland I lived with like Justin Simpson and like a yeah. bunch of fun riders there and the scene was great but I think I was just like trying to make moves like I'm not getting any younger like Cleveland's rad but I've, this is the second time I've lived here and I think I'm just want to kind of every time I went to Austin I had the best time and so I just picked up and moved down here and kind of haven't looked back since <laughs> but you've been, you've been here for a while now haven't you 2011 <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah that's a while yeah so um yeah when I was working at Ray's uh, I started try to keep the girls events going because it's really important to have a lot of things you know for people to uh, an excuse for people to come together, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I started a women's weekend there and that was like awesome. Like at the, like the day it ended every year, like I was already planning next year's and, um, I don't know, there's some red tape and things happen and the event got kind of handed off. And so I was just like, yeah, you can work under these people now. And I was like, ah, I'm moving to Texas. I yeah. think I just need a completely new change. So then I moved down here and I've just been having so much fun. I mean, Austin's probably got one of the biggest girl scenes in the nation. Yeah, uh, B Cam already lived here. I think Angie had just left here. I was like, oh my gosh, but she comes down here a bunch. And then um, Denise Baca, who yeah. just got married. Denise, Baca. I saw. What, yeah, what's her, yeah, I, I saw that she just got married. Yeah, so. yeah, she moved down here. But well, is she back in like Colorado or? Uh, no, she thinks she's in Australia. Oh yeah, duh. I just okay. You're right. And then um. So then, who else was... Uh, the, yeah, Danny moved down here, Danny Winhausen, and then Mo Malone. We we had, like, yeah. And then there was all these other girls that were local that just started riding, and we all ride together whenever yeah. we can, so... Yeah. Well, yeah. We've got a lot of <laughs> stuff going on. Yeah. Um, Let's... I can take out some of the stuff where we're like, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... You think there's anything else you want to touch on that we may be missing? Oh, uh, hmm, X Games. Oh yeah, you just did X Games. Is that the first time? Yeah, let's. Well, let's talk about. I mean, you just you've really been like an advocate for girl riders and just trying to get like, you know, recognition and not really like recognition for yourself, but just letting people know that, you know, it's not just like a. You know, like, there, there's girls out there that ride, and it is their life, you know? Yeah. And I, you do push for that so people, you know, know what's going on with you guys. Yeah, totally. Um, Like, 
So when I first started riding, they're like, I didn't want to believe the guys. There was, you know, there, there's got to be girls riding somewhere that maybe they just don't know about. Yeah. And then over the years, I've met more girls and like we've, you know, kind of made this community that's, you know, keeps growing. Yeah. There's so many girls. I, I mean, met. there's like girls that are young, like really young now that just. They're ripping. Yeah. It's awesome. Like they're doing contest, like contest tricks. Some of the dudes don't even want to do. It's awesome. But not a lot of people know about that. So I've kind of just been reaching out to try to make sure that they keep having an excuse to progress like contests are kind of what that's for I think. yeah you know aside from just the individual wanting to progress it's nice to have like organized events that like you know bmx is like a community in itself and, yeah you know the girls we just stick together because there just wasn't as many of us but um yeah so x games uh shoot i think i've been at the x games since like 2003 yeah Every year, just whether I'm in the crowd doing, like, demos or clinics, like, I team up with the girl skaters, boarding for breast cancer, and um, I think it started off as, like, OP Girls Learn to Ride, or every other year it would change. Like, some new nonprofit or someone would come in and give us a booth and some ramps to, like, do, like, how-to stuff to get girls in the crowd stuck on trying this. So, uh, with that, I remember one year we got... Miron to announce that we were going to get to ride the course and uh that was the first year of mega ramp i think it was 2004 and we rode and we had this tv show from fuel tv come and film it it was called gk gka girls kick ass hosted by tina bassage okay like pro backcountry snowboarder is it was rad um but we got like some girl racers to come out ariel martin she was like she's you know she was like the top of her top girl racer at that point and, yeah but she's super competitive and was like i want in on this because i think i met her at woodward or somewhere and she was like yeah so she came out and it, that was awesome that was really cool but then i thought so i thought okay we filled the stands with the crowd even though we didn't have any music or an announcer like maybe we can somehow make this turn into something yeah and then so now it's 2016 and kind of got like the same sort of thing going better than nothing but are you uh, guys gonna are, i so, mean last year you had the, there was a girls class right no okay so let me backpedal a little so x games came to austin it's on a three-year bid and the first year i was like you know sounding all the bells and whistles i've been reaching out to the girl skateboarders everyone that i could possibly ask who can i talk to at espn who 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 like i know everyone's sweating not giving up their contact info but like What's the deal? Like, what's it going to take to even get us on the course? Yeah. Eventually a class, something like that. Because um, right now, the only contests that for girls that, like, if you want to ride, really, like, for prize money, are international contests. Like, we all have to go overseas. Like, Vice and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that, the BMX Masters. Um, yeah. Even, and they've been, those, those two contests have been running girls' classes pretty steady for a while now, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Like simple session, had sister session for a minute, but now they just invite one or two girls to come ride against the guys. And I don't know. I think that one year that they did the sister session was, like, the best thing they could have done for, you know, that, yeah. was, that was awesome. No, I remember it. But, um, well, anyway, so fast forward to X Games. So each year they've kind of broken us off a little more of the bone, you know. So the first year was four girls where you can ride during one of the practice session you could ride the street course during the men's practice on one of the days from like 9 a.m till noon and it it was like oh okay well 
are the guys okay with this? I mean, they're riding for money. Like, we're yeah. just there on the course. Like, we don't want to get in their way. Like, is like what's what? Why do we? Why does it overlap? Like, we don't. What's and they're like? Oh, you need to have like medics on the course. You know, like we didn't really have the budget to like have someone else there. Or, I don't know. It's just kind of the same thing every year. But we we took what they gave us and embraced it and rode and. Um, that was pretty cool. Everyone made it out in one piece for the most part. And so the next year I was like tapping at the window again, like a bird, like, Hey, what do you think? Can we invite two more girls? And do you think we could ride the park course? Like, yeah. you know, if there's no, not room for anything official, like, you know, trying to present that always as a priority. But, um, so they, two more girls on the park course, but this time we got to have, uh, Yeah. That was kind of cool because it was there was no it wasn't during the guys session. And was that last year? That was last year. Okay. And so this year I've got two ninety minute sessions on um, June second and third for uh, now up to nine women, which is awesome. oh wow yeah. So they're pretty blown away. We've got two riders coming: this girl Minato from Japan and another girl Ellie Chu from New Zealand. These oh, girls, I, I know. I think I've seen both on. Minato's kind of younger, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she does like truck drivers and stuff. Yeah, she rips. And yeah. then Ellie Chu's just got like turn downs and, and yeah, and yeah. Chip trail style. And um, yeah, so I guess X Games is pretty psyched. They're blown away that for a practice session that they would have girls coming from so far away. Um, but I mean, we're hoping to make, you know, have some coverage and, you know, we can, as long as it's cleared by them to, for whoever we want to have come help us film or take pictures. Yeah. We just want to show that, like, yeah, we can do this. Like, we ride all the same courses in the other contests and all that. I think part of the frustration with X Games, too, is not so much, like, for me. Like, I'm not trying to, like, go ride and win this thing. But I just want there to be more opportunity. You know, yeah. like, where do you go? A freestyle is fun. I'll, I'll always ride. But I'm just wondering for some of these girls that have that, like, foam pit training mentality. Like, where yeah. are they going to end up? They're going to get burnt out before there's anything to compete in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I feel like they really... Do you think the European scene with girls has maybe given them more opportunities and that's growing faster than the scene here in the States because of that? I can definitely see that that being the case in some states. But I mean, we... Yeah. I I think a lot of it has to do with your environment and what's around you, you know? I mean, we've got one girl from here, Hannah Roberts. Yeah. Mad Dog's cousin. She's young, rides the kitchen. I've seen she kills it. She kills it, yeah. I mean... part of her environment she's from yeah and then, you know i mean you can then you look at like i get i mean it, it just dictates kind of where you're from i mean you look at like natalie who i'm close friends with mm-hmm. and you see her ride and she rides like she's from the northwest yeah man <laughs> you know she, she rides big quarter pipes and stuff so. yeah yeah um but i i think it's it's good there's so many different styles everyone's from everywhere and it's kind of a good excuse to kind of put us all on the same on the same ramp and, and just see where it goes yeah you know? I think it's fun, it's humbling, and... Yeah. And it's always just good, I mean, even if it wasn't, you know, girls and boys, but just as a BMXer, growing up, like, seeing a contest or something, and that you know you can have a piece with that, it gives you inspiration and does push you, you know? Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be about the contest, it doesn't have to be, you know, about girl or boy, but just, then there is more stuff for BMX, it does... You know, especially when you're young, it does inspire you and push you harder to like, okay, I want to go out there, I want to do this, 
and it does take you out of your comfort zone when you are at a contest because then you're talking to new people and making new friends yeah. and then setting yourself up to travel more, you know? Yeah, exactly. And a lot of that fun stuff that I kind of fell into when I got into riding, I kind of just want to keep that going in some yeah. way. I mean, I can't, I don't know that I'll ever get to meet every girl that ever that rides, but it'd be sweet just if I, if any of that travel bug rubs off on anyone, you know, guy or girl, that's, you know, you cross paths with it's it's an adventure. I just don't want it to end, and I just kind of want to keep that tradition going. Yeah. So. Well, um, I'll be excited to see that stuff this summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you want to answer some Instagram questions? Sure. Okay. Let's Try. go through these. Well, we'll you, you can flip your phone on and see if you like any. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh... Let's see. Okay. Wolf Brigade Jim wants to know, if you had to make your home and live forever in the East Coast Terminal building, what would the three most important things be that you bring? Uh, I mean, that building was pretty grimy. Was uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess I would have to bring... A lifetime supply of water, pizza, and homies. <laughs> okay. Um, my, one of my buddies from Canada says you introduced him to a pickle juice chaser. Oh, God. <laughs> and I don't even know what that is. But. Uh, it's a pretty popular thing to on 6th Street. I, I'm also a bartender, so I guess a lot. that's a, a thing now, I guess. I don't know if it's reached Portland or not, but if you do some sort of shot of whiskey to clean, vodka, clean your mouth, and then you chase it with pickle juice, um, I, I don't know. Is that just a way to get rid of the pickle juice that's sitting in the bag? I think it's gross, but I mean, I suggest it to people all the time if it's on special. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm glad he likes it. Ugh. It's it's. I mean, supposed to rehydrate you. Something about pickle juice has electric electrolytes or something. I don't know. Uh, shoeless moron. And it's not Nick Virgillo, so I don't know who this person is. But uh, I think that's Frank from Cincy. Okay. <laughs> I just, when I think of shoeless moron, I think of Nick when he has no <laughs> shoes on all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he wants to know, where does all your energy come from? He goes, you always have a multitude of jobs and commitments, and yet it doesn't seem to phase you, and you always have energy. Yeah, sleep when you're dead. Um, that used to be my motto, but now I'm just asleep half the time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not dead yet, but uh, yeah, I don't know where I get all this energy. I love coffee. Um, I use the excuse that they design coffee for days like tomorrow when we have a really long day. I've only drank coffee three times ever. Really? It's so, it's like bean juice. It's so gross. Oh, man. More for us. Um, <laughs> What about, um, yeah, or like that, or energy drinks, I don't know. I love caffeine. I, yeah, my, mine's just soda, which I keep trying to drink, stop drinking because it's so bad for me. But it's really good. <laughs> um, Pat Schrader's got a bunch of questions. Oh, okay. Maybe you want to pick one out of that. He's got like, there's like eight in there. Oh, man. Uh, I'm looking... He wants to know how your jump roping's coming along. <laughs> oh, my god! I mean, gosh. you've known Pat forever, so he's, he's yeah. got a thousand. Something about a stripper pole made for trois. Oh, gosh. One time, Pat and I lived in the same house. Uh, he moved. He lived in the attic. Yeah. And Or he needed a place to crash, so he ended up moving into the attic. There was an attic bedroom. 
and we lived in this house in Cleveland. Uh, this girl from the restaurant I used to work with, she played, she's this lesbian girl, huge, named Tawanda. Uh-huh. Uh, but her, her name was Twa, and her girlfriend lived there, too. And, like, I never really saw them. I wasn't home. I literally just, like, my house, my room was a storage unit. You know, I was in and yeah. out of there. And um, Pat was like, I need a place to crash. I was like, all right, you can have the upstairs, but just heads up. I live with these girls. They're, you know, they're nice. Just can be a little crazy sometimes. So. Yeah. Um, I came home, and Pat, being the carpenter that he is, had built them a stripper pole. And I was like, oh, my gosh. What? Do, really? <laughs> what am I going to do with it? It's, like, almost Christmas. So rather than, like, leaving it be, I started just decorating it so they couldn't use it because I just didn't want to see them use this thing. And I, was just, <laughs> I put Christmas lights all over it, and we decked it out. And thanks, Pat, for that one. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, we kind of covered it, but we could. you can maybe touch back on it. Andy Dreads BMX wants to know why you chose to grind skate park rails in the early days. He says he always remembers seeing you do... You know, lots of grinds and stuff in the early women of freestyle days. Uh, yeah, I guess we kind of touched on that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't really care where. I'd, of course, skate park rail, it's there, let's do it. I don't know. I just, if that's what we're riding I mean, or where we're riding, I'm just yeah. going to ride it. I don't, I don't really like, I mean, I guess some people are more particular about, oh, sorry, I only ride real rails on the street. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people... <laughs> kind of peg you as like a super grindy person but I mean <laughs> yeah you know like you're but it's like you're you ride everything I mean yeah I, think, I, I try to I mean I don't know I don't, I don't really like limiting myself I'm like hey this is where the session is let's just ride yeah. this stuff like well Be- um, Becky BMX just said you're the best person on earth and she misses you oh Becky um oh oh here's one all right yeah. it says Sean Ryan 415 you should tell the story when you socked that dude in the face at the Belmar. And I was just laughing at that because that wasn't me, for the record. Um, pretty sure that was Stacy Mulligan, my friend, who yeah. socked one of the Smasher brothers in the face. And it wasn't at the Belmar. It was at East Coast Terminal. Uh, if it's the same time you're talking about. <laughs> right. um, I'm pretty sure his goal was to like grab every girl's butt or boob as they walked in. And oops, don't do that to Stacy. <laughs> yeah. So that was that story. Here, here's a question I got since we're talking about fights and stuff. <laughs> oh, no. Let's talk about, and I wasn't with you that day, but remember when we were all in Paris for Mega Tour? Oh, my God. And you were at the DK team, and Walter and I came in early. But I think that day we got, our crew got split up because the day before we went to, like, um, the Notre Dame and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And I, we had a couple run-ins with, like, some street people that day. Remember that lady kept trying to grab the change in my pocket? Yeah. And she was handing us, like, notes saying, like, her family burn up. And, like, they were, like, being really aggressive. But yeah. the next day, you guys were kind of riding down by, I think it's called Law Defense. Like, where mm-hmm. Van did, like, there's that, like, kind of wedge-to-wedge jump over the street. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, near the shark fins and stuff, too. Yeah, yeah and... Um, you, I mean, you can fill it in. You guys kind of got in a crazy yeah. situation. I just remember before we even like got off the plane, or I think we got off the first plane. We're in Philly. It was yeah. like everyone left from Ohio. It was like the DK team. I was like, guys, the biggest thing we got to worry about over there is theft. Like, no matter what happens, someone's always got to be watching the bags. That was like one one year out the other. It's just like it was an innocent moment, yeah. you know? Like Kaczynski just did this really sick line, and we're at this... And who was it? It was like you, Catfish, uh, Bee Hunt? Quinn Semling, um, uh, 
Walker. Um, was Brian there? Uh, yeah, Brian we, yeah, Brian swam across the canal. Yeah, that was I, I bought him ice cream to swim across. Dude, the... I have a picture of him jumping in. Yeah, and that... everybody looked at us like we were crazy. Yeah, well, like I guess there's really crazy currents in the Seine River, but um, yeah. So theft, biggest thing. We go, yeah. we we land up in this one spot, and we're like, "Well, these buildings look so cool." We didn't realize those are housing projects in Paris. They're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, Kaczynski does this really sick line and all these people are hanging out and everyone runs over to go check out the footage to check the clip, but all the bags are just sitting there. Oh and man. I think I was just like, oh no. Like I knew exactly as soon as, before I even looked at the clip, I was like, wait, I like start running back to the bags. Cause I think Quinn was supposed to wash the bags, whatever. It doesn't matter. They got a bunch of bags and they got the one, they got one, I think they got Catfish's bag. Yeah, with his passport in it and stuff. Yeah, Brett Walker's bag and Catfish's bag. They had, Didn't they get one of Fudger's camera bags? I don't know, I don't... Or no, they grabbed every bag but the camera bag, I think is what happened. Yeah, yeah. So that was sketchy. We're all circling and... You're like looking for the people. We're looking for the people and we know half these kids standing around know what's going on. Yeah. And... You know, it's kind of like Robin Hood, you know, like we know someone here is going to like split the, you know, everyone's in cahoots. So all these little kids and like we all kind of split up, everyone's doing laps and then I'm in whatever broken French I, I can speak and, or Spanish. I'm like trying to get by this one group of kids and they're like, no, 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 don't go in there. Just wait. And I'm like, they just keep telling me just wait. And I'm like, no, like I'm like, I'm going to find my friends. Like, get out of here. Like I push past these dudes and Fudger had found one of the guys with the backpack, and they're just blow for blow, like fist fighting. Fudger gets in so many fights, I swear. I'm pretty sure he came on that trip. He had a black. He a had black a black guy, guy when he right? came on the trip. So then I'm watching, and he's getting his like. I mean, he's just trying to get this bag away from yeah. this dude, and this guy's huge and just like pummeling him. And I'm like, oh my god, like. Because a lot of these dudes weren't like just French people; they're like immigrants from like North Africa and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, they're just like Parisian, like ghetto dudes that are just ripped and like just super big dudes. yeah they're just like mini football players so i'm like oh my god like i so i like i just throw my bike at this guy like overhead soccer throw like boom like hoping Damn. that will like get this guy off of fudger at least so he could breathe for a minute because he's just getting pummeled and then like i'm like oh my god i don't know what to do i jump back and he like kind of looks at me pulls his fist up and is like you're lucky you're a girl sort of look like Anyway, goes back to trying to get the bag away from Fudger, and he won't let go of this bag, and he's getting, like, completely pounded just to hang on to this bag. And I'm hoping, I'm, like, praying, like, no way, like, how did the two weakest links get stuck right now? Like, where's, where's Kaczynski? Where's Brett Walker? Where's, where's, like, Brian. The Brian, you know, like, all the big dudes that can, like, help save us right now. And so this guy drops a bunch of money, falls out of his pocket when he goes back to hitting Fudger, and I'm like, whoa. So I go to pick up the money, and these little kids come out of the bushes, and they're pulling on the money with me, and we're just stuffing our pockets with all this money. It was literally like a cloud of money, just like, like flying Like tons there. of money. Yeah, and we're like, what? And so we're like all pulling this money, and that's when the guy turned around, punched the kid, punched me in the face. Damn. And we were all just like, what? Because we didn't know like he had stopped for a minute to like attack us for taking his money. Yeah. But I know it really wasn't his money. That was like all of Catfish's money or yeah. whatever, you know, so... So then I get my random wrench out of the bag and I start chasing this guy into Damn. a building and I'm freaking out because Fudger's trying to catch his breath. He's just like hanging, you know, trying to like gather himself. And finally, like I see the building this guy goes into 
And th those guys come around the corner like, yeah, we didn't find anything. Oh, my God, what happened to you guys? And we're like, well, we got a backpack. <laughs> yeah. And then some guy and, like, some... Didn't some, like, they have to go get, like, the head dude of, like, the... The head guy. Like, like the head ghetto dude to come down and... Yeah, he came down and was like, what do you need to get out of here? Because the cops came and they wouldn't even they do They wouldn't anything. even go in. They were like, we're Didn't not they going walk in up there. with the shields and stuff? Yeah, they were like, okay, you guys need to get out of there. We're not going in there. And we're like, well, we, gotta, we can't Which leave. is just crazy because in the States, the cops would come rolling in like, we about to fuck shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? we were like, what do you mean you're not going in there? Like, we can't leave. They have bags with car keys, the team credit card, like the Garmin, everything. Yeah. We are stuck here, whether you like it or not, you know? So the head dude's like, all right, just wait. Comes back with like a pile of keys. He's like, all right, find yours. And we're like, oh my God, we're, we totally just walked into a trap. Like this is not, you know, like yeah. we totally got played. So and it's because we let our guard down, man. Like, I don't know. It's just funny to me that the cops like, because yeah, I remember hearing that they walked in with like the like riot shields and stuff. And they're like, you guys just need to go. They, yeah, they just kept trying to get us to leave. I'm like, well, you don't get it. We can't. Like, they took the like the two most important bags. Like, they have everything. Like, yeah. That's so, but that was that. I mean, I got snuffed, and that sucked. But, man, Fudger, going you, home you, with two black eyes. Yeah. I was like, man. You had a black eye, too, didn't you? No. You... I was a little swollen for yeah. a few days, but I was just more annoyed and, like, disgusted, <laughs> I think. I was yeah, like, it, gets, it gets crazy over there. Yeah. I was just, I don't know. I beat myself up pretty good on my bike, but if someone else hurts you, that's when it's like the New York comes out in you and you're like, that's it. Okay, Brett Downs got a pretty good question. Uh-oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he says he's always thought of you as a really good bike rider, but does she feel it's limiting to be known as a good girl bike rider? And I think that's, you know, like instead of just being like known as like, that person's really good at riding bikes, you know, you're a good yeah. BMXer, do you, um, do, you, do you not really like the title of being a good girl BMXer, would you rather it just be good bike rider or? Um, you know, I'm not scared of taking ownership of being a girl yeah. and being good as a girl bike rider. Um, look at, look at it however you want. Um, thanks. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I think there's a lot of great girl bike riders or bike riders out there that happen to be girls that rip. You yeah. Know, I'm, I'm proud and stoked to say, yeah, I am a girl. I feel like it's awesome that now I'm, I can say that there's plenty of us to, you know, to make there be an actual girl bike riding category, <laughs> you know? When I, like I said, when I first started, I did my best to blend in with dudes. Yeah. You know, and now I can just be Do a you. girl. Yeah. I can just be myself, and it doesn't really matter, because everyone seems pretty chill about girls riding, so. <laughs> dude, I'm always, dude, I'm, yeah. I like, when I get a session with a bunch of girls, what I kind of like about it is that whole scene kind of reminds me of, the early 90s BMX scene where everything's kind of so small to where you're reaching out and trying to find so many people that are like-minded. And I always kind of get that vibe when I'm around a bunch of girl bike riders. There's just like a different level of stoke that, it's not like people can't get stoked nowadays, but it's just a different level of stoke because so many of you are reaching out, like, you know, like you were saying, pen pals and this, and you're getting to see each other for the first time. And it kind of reminds me of BMX in the early 90s. Yeah. Because it was so small, and you'd, like, get to meet people that you maybe were trading zines with and stuff back then. Yeah, I love that. That's the coolest thing. I, I mean, I can't believe, yeah, these, these girls are coming for X Games. I never met them. Yeah. They're just, like, Instagram anomalies right now, you know, but they're coming to come ride with us. It's going to be so sick. Um, uh, I'm looking at a few others. Bar Spinner wants to know how often do you maybe make it back to New York and ride with old friends? 
Uh, not often enough. I miss everyone. Um, actually, uh, Brendan Vale hit me up about maybe doing something at Malali this summer. That'd be but dope, yeah. I would love to. Um, Malali's got so much history, I mean. So much, man. I think I did my first wall ride out of a quarter there, back, yeah. back in. I remember I was so stoked that, that there was like, Cass that's the first time I met so many of those dudes. Cassio, I think he had like a huge snake around his neck and he was like, <laughs> an, he was like announcing this contest. Some, it's a wild scene down yeah, there. Yeah, some kid got broke off. They're like, take him to the corner. Or they would like, you know, blow some smoke in his face and like help the kid who got broken. <laughs> so many good riders. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. So good times. Um, okay, I'm looking through this one. Maybe there's a couple more questions. Let me look at the dig Instagram. And then I know... We have a couple other. You see any other good ones on there? <laughs> There's some funny ones. Oh my god. Some people have an amazing sense of humor. <laughs> Alright, there's a bunch of them. Never Safe wants to know how much did it hurt when you fell from heaven? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I didn't fall on the brake lever, uh, maybe it wouldn't hurt as bad. Thanks. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a lot of burrito questions from a lot of people oh, we yeah? know. Oh, yeah? Um, how, yeah, how did you get that nickname? That's funny you should ask. I thought about this for a little while, and then I dated it back to 2005. I went to my first backyard jam in Brighton, and, uh, I think, <laughs> Stacy, this is funny, so, I don't, hold on, Stacy and I would always adventure together, but I went to visit her in Spain, we took a plane, we went to Brighton, so I, First time ever using my passport, I get over there, and then Ricky Adam, yeah, I think was he made it into our room. I think a bunch of people they were all like we were all gonna go hang out together, and I just wasn't in the room, and I remember him Stacy telling me the story later. She's like, yeah, where's Nina Burrito? He says, dun, 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 and like farts on my bed, and that was the first time she ever heard Nina Burrito, and then like I saw it like you know in Dig they. I don't know if you remember that issue, but there was a backyard jam coverage. They did like a two-page picture of the course, and then like in the background, like wherever you'd see anyone in the crowd, they put like someone's name or like a nickname. I vaguely remember it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I remember someone pointing it out. They said, "Look, it says Nina Burrito." So I guess I could credit I could credit my nickname to uh, Ricky Adam. <laughs> All right. Um. Aaron Bostrom asked about a thousand questions, and I love Aaron. <laughs> so um, let's see which one we want to pick. Um, what's your favorite memory from like Chango One? Oh my gosh! I don't know if I. Oh man, there's so many. Um, wow. Uh, I guess just doing some of the trains through that rhythm. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are the best, you know, like everyone hitting the vert wall, just going, just everyone keeps going. Um, I don't know. There's so many stories. I just don't even, it's overwhelming to think because there's yeah. so many good times. Uh, I think the jukebox at Changa, that was definitely like on my list of favorite things from Changa. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people that can attest to having a ritual where you come in and play certain tracks, like whenever you get there. Yeah. To get psyched to ride. Um, let's see. Uh, T 
Team Major Air. <laughs> okay. Those guys. John, the Quartz Brothers. Those guys are sweet. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We had some girl jams there and stuff, and that was fun. <laughs> um, let's, I got, I got one from uh, Danny, Lightning Bolt. Oh. <laughs> she wants to know... What's it? What is it like being kind of the ambassador of Girls BMX? You know, you're always, you know, hosting people, driving people, coordinating everything. Um, yeah, I mean, it, what's that like? Uh, I think, I guess, it, I don't know. I never really thought about it. Um, it can be really busy. It can be kind of stressful, but I think it's only if you make it stressful. I think I just always want everyone to have a really good time. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you're planning an event, you know, anyone who's ever like planned an event or a trip or something, you know, sometimes it's fun to just shoot from the hip and not really plan it too much. Just say, all right, we're going to be here from this day to this day and just see what happens. But I think sometimes, you know, I'm learning a lot. Some girls or people just sometimes maybe don't get that and they don't always appreciate things. So that yeah. can be kind of stressful. But when you really just look at the big picture, none of that really matters. You know, you just... You know, you're doing all that you can. And yeah. Just hope that everyone has a good time and that there'll be even more stuff to go to next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and then she wants to know if you ever stayed in a hotel with a phone next to the toilet. I might have a picture of the phone next to the toilet. Yes, Danny, thank you for the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> she called me from her toilet phone in Toronto. <laughs> um, well, I can just cut this out. Do you want to look at B-Cam? She's got about a bazillion and... Maybe we can pick one out of that. Well, this is interesting. Um, like, I mean, it's all interesting questions. I want to like give shed some light, maybe because it. <clears throat> Here, you want to read it? Which one? All right. Well, I guess I'll just start with the first one. This question is from Brittany. Yeah. Um, Bcam. Bcam uh, says, "Nina, um, I see that you've been slowing down more." Like not going to as many contests and not doing all the tricks in the bag and traveling less. Are you hitting a point where you don't feel you need to anymore with all the other lady riders popping up? Or is age a factor? Or are you focusing on things for the future for yourself? Um, yeah, I guess you can say I have been slowing down on going to contests and stuff. Um, I feel like when I first moved to Austin and broke my jaw and my face pretty I much. I totally forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, that kind of slowed me down a lot. That kind of like... I don't want to say that stopped me dead in my tracks. I'm still riding, but that definitely checked myself. I mean, yeah. I was almost like toothless and homeless if it wasn't for how my generous friends and Empire and, you know, everyone helping me get back up from that. And then, you know, having a couple other injuries and, you know, just trying to stay afloat, working a couple jobs, you know, that's pretty much it stopped. It's hard, when, it's hard when you do get serious injuries and, I mean, you don't ever want to be like, oh, I'm old or something, but... You know, as, as certain parts, like when I broke my leg and couldn't like walk for a year, I mean, you come back and you're like ready to go, but then sometimes not all of your body is like, well, I don't know about this, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that definitely slowed me down from being able to hustle as much for a little while, you know, I wasn't able to afford to go like to contests and some of the people helping me out couldn't afford it either. You know, yeah. the industry isn't always like booming where they're just like, Oh yeah, you can, yeah, we'll send you here. Yeah. You know, it's never really that easy. Like you have to really be feeling a hundred percent wanting to go and having that support to yeah. be able to make it to contests or, you know, not saying it's not possible, but 
I kind of reprioritized a bit, <laughs> I guess you could say, you know, um, I age on paper, you know, that's all it is, but I do have some more responsibilities, you know, like a car payment, I got a, a job, you know, that I get health insurance from, I got to kind of focus some of my energy and efforts on that, so when the shoot doesn't open, I can, you know, go to the doctor, and I'm not, like, yeah. WebMDing it over and over again, you know, like, it's nice to be able to go to the doctor, maybe instead of a contest sometimes, <laughs> Yeah. for lack of a better extreme example, but, um, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, Still riding a lot, and I... I mean, from that, from... I mean, me living in Oregon, it doesn't seem like... I don't I don't feel like, you know, you when you're in BMX, you look at things, and, mm-hmm. you know, in the last few times I've gotten a ride with you, it doesn't feel like you slowed down that much, so... Thanks, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like... I feel like the stuff that I ride here in Austin is definitely different than what I was used to riding in yeah. Cleveland. Cleveland, you're riding box jumps all the time, you're like... Ride mini ramps and grinding. You know, the Midwest like, has always been kind of a more trick oriented, you know, focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, shoot, you you just have so many more resources there. Yeah. Here, you're blessed with like tons of spots, but I mean, it's really like there's so many other fun things to do too. It's like kind of finding that happy medium and people that want to go. Like, you know, even going to Pflugerville sometimes 25 minutes away, it's like a big deal for some people. They're like, oh my god, pack a lunch. <laughs> Like, road trip, like, I don't know if I have time, like, there's tolls. 25 minutes You know, like, away. it's, like, a big deal, and I'm thinking about all the adventures we did back in the day. Like, it didn't matter, you just went. Yeah, 25 minutes is, yeah. Yeah, so time management is something I think I, I will always be working on. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. All right, cool. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I guess we're just kind of wrapping things up, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i just psyched you sat down and talked with me, and I mean, to be honest, I'm psyched that you've done so much for BMX. I mean, it really means a lot, so. Whoa. Well, I mean, I you've, you've helped get a lot of people in the riding, it's, it's you know. Yeah, cool. I'm stoked that they, that happened, and you see that. I, I don't know. I just feel like I don't really want credit for anything. I just want people to keep you, doing what they do, and if, I'm stoked to and honored to be here. <laughs> Thanks for asking, you know, yeah. hanging out and calling that out. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I know a few of you guys have uh, been hitting me up um, online a little bit, asking about the uh, Ron Wilkerson and the Trevor Meyer podcasts and, and where they are. Um, so those originally were uploaded to the Snakebite BMX uh, SoundCloud and, um, that thing's kind of expired. So we're going to be reposting those on, uh, into the dig BMX, uh, podcast library here, hopefully in the next week or so. So keep an eye out for those. I know a lot of you guys have listened to them, but they're always worth a second listen. And then I know a lot of people who are new here, haven't heard them and, and, and they're great. They're great interviews. So those should be up here in about a week or so. A uh, couple of other cool things over at uh, digbmx.com that I've enjoyed lately uh, is the photo gallery that they have up for the uh, rooftop pool party. Um, basically, Mike Escamilla uh, set up a secret jam at like this epic pool mansion thing. Um, and, you know, he had Frymouth there, Asado, he had Enerson, uh, he had new school, old school, mid school. I mean, Volker was there. Uh, just go check it out. The photos are awesome. It seemed like an amazing day. 
Um, and then go check out the Matt Cordova interview. Uh, Matt's been kind of on a tear this year. He, he won the, uh, the Vans US Open contest, and he's one of the awesomest dudes out there right now. Such a good dude. Check out his interview. Um, I really enjoyed it. And then if you want to head over to snakebitebmx.com, uh, we have a cool little uh, story up about the one and only homeless cruiser they built in 1995. A uh, full, full photo gallery of it. So check those out, and I'll be talking to you guys here soon.